What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning, while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, how you been? Unbelievable. I think that's, is that, like wait, that? Is that a new word? I think that's a new one, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of was at a loss there. So how are we going to get through like 35 minutes of this if I almost got stumped by the uh, the basic intro question? <laughs> the very the very first question. Holy cat. <laughs> we'll, we'll just rewind this and I'll just say, hey, Corey, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, <laughs> man, this is going to be a tough day. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's not focus on those two questions then. Hey, we are here for a, uh, I, I love the notes that you sent me. I think the concept of this podcast is going to be really good. Why don't you share with the audience what we're talking about today? Yeah, the title is called Blockers and Other Tales from the Airport. Uh, okay. Which I know is random. I know it's random. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how those two pieces fit together. Yeah. That's interesting. All well, right. Yeah, generally, we seem to be pretty good at, at, at wrapping things up with a, with a nice bow at the end and it oh, all totally. sort of makes sense. So yeah. I'm optimistic that I can, I can bring this one full circle with your assistance. All right. Let's you know, do and, it. And, and, yeah. So it, so where this is coming from is recently I had to do some travel for, for business and, and that required some airport travel. Mm-hmm. And in my infinite wisdom, I decide to, to, to save a few bucks, you know, on the flight shop around. And ultimately what I book has, multiple segments, meaning oh. you're, you're in the air, you're down at a new airport, you know, connection to connection, all this stuff. And so while I thought I was really wise when I booked this about two airports in, you realize, oh yeah, things are expensive at the airport. And if I'm killing time, I'm going to be eating and drinking most mm. likely, let alone buying magazines or whatever. But I mean, pretty soon you realize, yeah, I probably was better off paying more for my seat and travel and being in the air longer than I was on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. So anyway, from that journey to and fro, which was safe and fine, it was all good. Uh, I had a lot of time to witness people and things. And, and, and so that's where we're going to go today. Okay. All right. How do we start? Well, let me go back with a fun fact. Can I bring a fun fact? Of course. Today? It's your show, brother. I, I, uh, I had a little flashback in time here when I was putting this outline together and it goes back to when I started my business actually. So we're going back, you know, more than two decades and, and I started from scratch. And so at that time I thought, Hey, we should do a newsletter. And so I wrote a newsletter and the very first newsletter I put together for, for prospects and clients and whoever else I could, you know, hand this thing to the front page was like a letter or, you know, that I had written. And basically I likened myself to an airline pilot, meaning you don't care how the flight gets from here to there. You just want to get there safely, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially that's, that's kind of like financial planning or saving for retirement or other goals. 
you know, that there's going to be turbulence, but you don't uh, strap on the parachute and go out the side door uh, at the first little bump up there, you know? Yeah. Yep. Very true. So anyway, for a long time, some of my closer friends then were joking and calling me the pilot was, was my nickname. <laughs> so that comes up once in a while still, but I have uh, no concept of, of actual flight knowledge. <laughs> I, think I, I think I want to call you captain from now on. <laughs> I, and maybe I've used this before in another podcast, but I've always thought I wanted to be like a knight. So like a sir, Sir okay. Corey. Sir Corey. Yeah, whatever. I'll take right. captain. <laughs> anyway, so where are we at? <laughs> blockers uh, and other tales from the airport. I okay, like yeah, so blockers. Okay, so I'm going to throw a question back at you. Okay. So, so Eric, if, if you think of the word blockers, what comes to mind? Or what's the first thing you think of? Football. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And, yeah, every, every time. That's, that's why I was, when you told me the title, the first thing I was thinking about was a bunch of football players inside an airport. And I'm like, what is, where are we going with this? So, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, that's what yeah. I think of. You know, so you think about this, I guess a lot of people when they watch football, they probably do not watch the linemen or the blocking schemes. Mm-hmm. You know, but r- really, that's a, an integral part, or arguably that's what wins and loses games probably. Absolutely. And so what are blockers trying to do? They're trying to control things. They're trying to control the line of scrimmage, you know, to accomplish fun things for the, uh, the other athletes on their team that get all the headlines, right? Mm-hmm, the quarterback, the running backs, wide receivers, all that stuff. So as I was thinking about that, this is a fun story. And, and I know my wife is just going to roll her eyes. She was not on the plane with me, but this is going to be a good story that ties into her. So when my wife is on a plane, if she's on the, in the aisle seat and this plane lands, you know, we're not first class people. We're in the middle of the cabin here somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so she likes to put her elbow or knee out into the middle of the aisle, essentially impeding the progress of the people in the back of the plane that want to try and get off first. Right. So I'm affectionately calling that a blocker. Okay. A blocker of the aisle, right? I like your wife already. <laughs> to tell you right, <laughs> so, it drives it, me nuts. Yeah. Get these people back there just trying to run up before the plane's even stopped. And it's, oh, come on. You know, it, it's one thing if the, if the flight's late and, oh, somebody's going to miss their connection to see grandma or, you know, whatever. But most of the time, the flights are on time. Maybe they're mm-hmm. early. I mean, there really is not a real rush to run from the back of the plane to the front when the cabin door is not even open. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm on this first flight, just me, no family members with me. And, and, and as the plane touches down, I think, you know, I think I'm going to be a blocker today. And this is so out of my box. I don't like conflict. I'm not going to, you know, get into a fight with a waiter or a waitress, but I thought I'm going to do this, you know? And so this plane lands and I instantly put my knee and my elbow out in the aisle and I look across the aisle and that person does the exact same thing. And we almost kind of shared some eye contact, like, yeah, we got this, you know? And there's people instantly standing up, you know, within our space, essentially trying to get through it. And we held our ground. Yeah. And it was exhilarating. It felt great. So I know my wife's like, I don't even know this guy now when she hears this. But anyway, super fun. So that's my, my first category or my first observation from this trip is that blockers are important in, in a lot of different walks of life when you can, are trying to control something that you can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you absolutely, go. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and my mind goes to football and it also you know, goes with the plane analogy as well because um, – blockers create a path, right? For the running back specifically, they, they, they will create a specific path for them to have success in. And 
again, they don't, like you said, they don't get the glory. They, they do help that person get to their final destination. And, and in your instance, you guys were, and, and I've seen it too many times. I'm sure you have too, where people rush forward and all of a sudden some little old lady is standing up out of her seat and they just basically kind of mow her down or they bump into her and she, you know, she goes sideways. You're like, what are you doing? You know, and it's just kind of selfish in my opinion. So I, I like the fact that you're blocking those yahoos. So there you go. So, okay. So that's, that's category one or, or observation one, I'll call all it. All right. And, and so now the next one, and this happened to me. So get off my first flight, spend my time, spend my money, get on the next one. And, and this time I'm sitting in the window seat. And so I board when I'm supposed to board. I'm courteous, you know, doing everything like cattle, loading mm-hmm. cattle, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. and, and I get to my row and there are two people, one in the aisle, one in the middle seat, and they are reading magazines. They got their seatbelts on. You know, I mean, you'd think they were two hours into the flight already. <laughs> and, and I say, excuse me, I, I have the window seat. And, and they look at me like I have, you know, stolen their dog or, or something. I don't even know how to say oh, it, how, man. how annoyed they were. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a good hour and a half when I ask for pretzels and a glass of water or whatever they yeah. have to hand over these people. <laughs> yeah, the bag of five pretzels. And, and, and so as I, as I rode that flight or that segment of the trip, it just kept clicking in my head. Like, why would people be so unaware of their surroundings, you know, that they would get dialed in or, or buckled in and, and put the blinders on unless they're trying to control something. And I don't even know what they would be trying to control, yeah. you know, if we're going with that theme today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I it just, and I, I think we've all experienced it. Anybody listening to this has experienced that where you're like, okay, you're the middle seat or you're the aisle and there's a seat next to you. Why are you fortifying yourself, fortifying your position, <laughs> essentially making it harder for yourself just to even get out of the aisle to let somebody in or, or whatever. Um, you know, and, and I'm the guy that, and my wife hates this because I talk to strangers, right? It doesn't bother me at all. But a lot of people don't know that if you're on the aisle seat, if you reach back on that, the, the armrest that's in the aisle, under the bottom, near the back, there's usually a button that you can push and raise that. And people don't know that because they, they, you can see them trying to like, their knees are forward, <laughs> their butt's kind of scraping on every armrest as they go by because they don't know you can raise them and make it easier for you to get in and out. And I usually will teach person like across the aisle for me, hey, did you know that this, this thing raises? They're like, what? I've been flying for years, you know? <laughs> But I, you want to make it easy for people, and, and bucklers don't do that. The next thing I'm thinking is every flight you have to watch the same demonstration, and I understand the people that work on the flights, this is about safety, and I get yes. it. Yes. But you're right. To your, to your point, do we have to learn how to buckle and unbuckle a safety belt or a seat belt thousands of times and yet what you just described has never once been covered by a flight attendant? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, I never thought about that. You're right. Give me the in-flight card. Give me the in-flight card where I can see the make and model of the engine on this on this plane, or where I'm going to jump out on the inflatable raft or whatever. Mm -hmm, But I mean, mm -hmm. how often does that really come into play? I mean, every flight you could put up these handrests, and it would make a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Well, there you go. The other thing I was going to say when when you're talking about which seat people are in, there is one airline where you really don't have an assigned seat and mm-hmm. you just go in there and you can sit where you want. That is, the concept is good. 
the outcome is a cluster, if you ask me, because everybody sits on the aisle and in the in the window, and then they give you the eye roll when somebody at the end has to sit in the middle seat. Yeah. yeah. So that's really not a buckler thing. That's just a, I don't know. That's anyway. a slow people thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, getting fired up today. Yeah. All right. What's next on your list? Okay. So the, the next on this, and, and I'm going to throw out a disclaimer first, because I am not trying to offend anybody here, but uh-huh. this category is called the pet smuggler. What? Okay, so here's my disclaimer. I I completely understand that some people rely on or they need uh, emotional support animals or or assistance animals. Oh, yeah. All day long, I get that. That's totally cool. Great, great use. You know what I mean? Yep. But anymore, it sure seems to me if you go to an airport, you see a lot of animals. And and I think people are taking advantage. Well, that's not very nice. Some people, I think, sort of take advantage of the system and maybe they say they they need their their pet now there's a fee there's a cost i mean you have to pay to bring animals on planes you mm-hmm. know so fair enough if somebody's paying the fee to to bring their german shepherd on the on the plane i mean so be it I, you know it is what it is but interestingly enough i saw an article not too long ago that the tsa uh, transport transportation division, you know, is finding more and more people are smuggling their pets, small dogs, small cats, inside of carry-on baggage. Oh Lord! <laughs> so that they can avoid the the fee. It's like a hundred bucks or one hundred twenty-five dollars one way to to fly an animal on a plane. And so people are putting these things in in their carry-on luggage, <sighs> zipping it shut, running it through the X-ray machine. And and if if you go out there and find this article, you can see pictures. You can see pictures of pets. <laughs> Inside of carry-on luggage safe. next to next to other objects. Yeah, it's crazy. So point being, you know, here's somebody again trying to control their outcome and, and save a few bucks because they think they can, you know, without real thoughts on on what they're they're causing or damaging mm-hmm. or you know the damage they're doing. It's crazy. Yeah, that's. It. I haven't seen that yet. I'm glad I haven't. Um, you know, it live. I haven't seen it live. I'm. I'm yeah, that's. I don't know what well, I would do in that case. Well, and you hear some of these stories. I know the airlines have cracked down that there was somebody that wanted to bring their emotional support peacock on a, on a flight. And you know, I mean, I don't I don't know where this ends. If you yeah, well, there was a guy with an alligator try to do the same thing. Woo! It was it wasn't a big one, but it's an alligator. <laughs> I don't care how big it is. <laughs> you just shake your head. I mean, yeah. As they as they always say, I mean, reality is is maybe stranger than fiction, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm all for support uh, service animals. Service animals are amazing, uh, and usually, if they're if they're real, right? And and I'm I'm not saying this to be judgmental, but there was actually a crackdown probably five years ago. And I'm sure you saw this in the news. There was five or six years ago, there were people counterfeiting those certificates that people have to get from a therapist to have a service animal, and the certificate that the service animal had to have that they actually passed the course to be a service animal. Um, there was like a business where people were forging documents. It's like, you know, people forge passports to, to change their identity. But when you have to forge your dog's credentials, amazing. that's amazing. That's just a bit much. You shake your head. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. I don't travel for work like weekly because yeah, I would really right? be cranky. Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Or you can see why people drive. I, I don't, don't have I don't have enough money for a private jet, but that's where I'd be leaning at that point. Oof, man, got that yeah. right. <laughs> so this next category, I know this is one everybody is going to be familiar with, but but I'm going to call them the Bluetoother. 
Oh, I don't even well, know I if know that's a word. With this. I know exactly where you're going with this. You know, I mean, so, uh, so for some of those people out there that, that maybe aren't into this, you know, you can, you can have a, a Bluetooth device or basically something hooks in your ear and wirelessly connects to your phone so you can talk and don't have to hold your phone and all this stuff. But where I'm really getting annoyed here are these people in public, doesn't even have to be at airport, but no matter where you go, I don't know how many valuable things you talk about on your, on your cell phone every day about, but people in airports really seem to just be babbling and using their Bluetooth device so everybody can hear them and they can talk with their hands. And yet I never really see one of these people um, multitasking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hold your phone, maybe go stand in a corner where the, where it's quiet and, and you don't have to tell me about whatever meaningless thing you're telling me about, even if I'm not trying to listen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and so I'm going to give an example and I hope this person, I have no idea who she is, but I hope she listens to this and, and she realizes how annoyed I was. <laughs> but, so this is on my way home from this trip. It's uh, like four 30 in the morning because we're taking off at five 25 AM. So Nobody wants to be there, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in comes this uh, lady and doing exactly what I'm talking about here. And, and she is talking at the top of her lungs, it feels like. Because she apparently had a, a condominium in Florida that she had listed on both um, websites where you can rent you know, from an oh, owner. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if I'm supposed Airbnb to say. Airbnb or... Oh, yeah, VRBO. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll VRBO. throw them both <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll hashtag those in the, in the oh, yeah. thing too. <laughs> hey, then maybe she will find it. There you go. So she is complaining and just really ripping into this customer service person at one of these, one of these companies mm -hmm. because apparently somehow the booking calendar showed her, her rental as being booked pretty much all summer long even though it wasn't. Oh, gotcha. And, and, and apparently she had fixed this at one of the companies, but it wasn't connecting to the other company. And this is a 30 minute event. And, and the problem was actually solved in the first five minutes by the customer service person. And the next 25 minutes is this lady continually pushing and complaining to find out why this happened. <laughs> and, and, and so this is where I'm going with all of this episode. Control what you can control. You know, she solved her problem. The person on the other end of the phone took care of what needed to be taken care of. Who cares what the problem was? You know, unless it happens weekly and it happens again next week and the week after that, then maybe you have a concern. But if this is the first time it's happened, essentially grow up, be glad it got solved, yeah. and move on. Let yeah. alone if it's four in the morning or four in the afternoon, I don't care. It was annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, they don't care about anybody else around them. And that, that's just, I mean, that's more and more. Yeah. And boy, you know, we had that a few episodes ago where we were saying, you know, maybe uh, the youth of today are a mixed up mess and the future of the world's in jeopardy and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know if what we're talking about is really a young person thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we can't blame the youth for this whole category of things, but you're no, right. No, they text. <laughs> they, they, they do yeah. online chats. Rarely do I see them on a Bluetooth headset, you know, laying into somebody. It's it's usually Karen from Florida, right? Yeah. She was wearing a name tag now that you say that. 
<laughs> Everybody can recognize Karen for sure. But yeah, I mean, you go back to, I mean, I think it was a book, you know, of everything you need to know in life you learn in kindergarten or something. Mm -hmm. A lot of that ties into everything we're talking about today. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so let me ask you this. Why, why do you think it is that just, it's our human nature that we have to try to control everything? And, and, and I mean, there are people that are more controlling. My wife is, and I, I wouldn't say control freak, right? But she, she likes to be in control. She likes to control outcomes, which is a great skill to have for her job and, and the volunteer work we do at the church. And, and so that there's a successful outcome. She wants to control things. But it does go a little far sometimes, I'll be honest with you. Like, she likes to control me. <laughs> I don't right? like to be controlled all the time, right? So, so th there's, there's, there's a scale, I suppose. But why do you think it's just human nature that we, we feel like we just have to have control, especially in specific situations? Yeah, and boy, before I go there, maybe one, I'm, I don't want to give traveling people an out, but, you know, maybe, maybe the people that are traveling or at airports, maybe a fair amount of them have some anxiety and, you know, they're fearful because they can't control True. that flight and some of that. So maybe that's what stems some of this ramped up, that's a good point. whatever we want to call it. But you're right. I, I, I think maybe it's because we have so much access to information and, and yet a lot of people don't understand uh, the intricacies of investing or medical professional diagnosis. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things we don't understand. And, and I think the point is not everybody can understand everything. Mm -hmm. So focus your efforts in your comfort zone or in your space of, of what you do well and let the other things, things happen. Because honestly, and we see this in the investment world all the time, the things that surprise us are the things that just come out of nowhere. And you know what I mean? If recession, that's always the big word. Mm -hmm. When's the recession going to hit? You know, that's a word that gets bandied around all the time. But what's really uh, a, a bigger driver on, on market movement might not be that. It might be a surprise uh, with a bank failure, let's mm -hmm. say, or uh a sudden invasion in a strange country or, you know what I mean? It's, it's not what's right in front of you that you look at every day that really drives outcomes. So, you know, here's, here's an exercise. I don't know. Sometimes I always, my mind works so fast that I'm, I'm always thinking I can describe a picture of something and everybody out there listening is going to be like, Oh, I see it too, Corey. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you tell me, geez, Corey, that was hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> we need a handout for whatever the heck you were trying to describe in that pyramid, you know, back in that podcast episode. But okay, so let's let's try this, Eric. Just just humor me on this. Sure. If if I ask you to draw one circle, can you draw a circle? Sure. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, listeners, pause the podcast. Grab some paper. Let's do this together. Hang on. I'm gonna get some paper. I'm serious. I'm gonna okay. get some paper. All right. And, and don't this shade this in. I just want one circle. One circle. Hang on. I get to get Any size. Desk, man. I got a notepad. <clears throat> okay, got my paper. I'm going to use a pencil. I like pencils. All right, case, I'm ready. In case you, case you screw it up. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is you said that, and I'm looking at it. It doesn't have an eraser on this pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope it's a big piece of paper so you can try another spot. Okay. I want one circle. One circle. Okay. okay. Now, I'm going to challenge you to draw a second circle, but I want these to overlap a little bit. Does that kind of make sense? So, I mean, if you're thinking yeah, like 
you know, like the Olympic rings, how they kind of overlap a little bit. So, yep, I've got two circles. Okay. So in the space where they overlap, Mm -hmm. can you just shade that in for me? Sure. Shade it in. Almost. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm. So, I'm, I'm not coloring in the lines very well, but yeah, shade it in. Okay. Go for it. Nope. Nope. Looks good. Looks good. So now, everybody out there, I mean, just think about it. If your entire world, everything around you, the outcomes of other people, economics, politics, everything you can think of is represented by these two circles. Now look at that shaded area, and let's say that 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 alone is what you can control. Mm-hmm. Should you focus your efforts on that tiny little shaded space or should you lose sleep and stress about the whole pile of circles? Yeah, I, I like that because in at least the way I drew my circles is that there's, it is a small area that overlapped. And so looking at the two, the, the two areas combined, that's a whole lot of space and it really does kind of narrow the focus of what I would be focusing on, right? A lot less that I would have to be concerned about. Oh, exactly. And, and I know, and I'm not going to call the person out by name, but there's a person in my family tree, you know, who sometimes we think worries about a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my famous quote to that person was most stuff just works out, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, and I believe it, I believe it all day long. Are there going to be surprises in your journey in life or mine or the next person's? Yes. Are some of them going to be painful, hurtful? Absolutely. But you know what? There's a heck of a lot of days that are good and great and glorious. Yeah. Why not focus and enjoy the ride? Control what you can control. And if that means outsourcing some things in your life to to get better outcomes and get better peace of mind, by all means, you should do that. Whether that's a trainer at the gym, medical professional, accountant, lawyer. Well, what's the next one? Oh, yeah, financial planner. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) These are things we've hit on before, but I mean control what you can control. Yeah. Well, I love that because again, I would love to have a great yard, right? But I'm great with a lawnmower and I'm great with maybe some, you know, weed and feed every once in a while. But beyond that, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do until I actually consulted somebody and paid a little money and boy, did my lawn improve (laughs) because I'm not the expert in that. Right. And, And so I could be out there for hours and hours and hours trying to control how my grass looks and how my yard looks. But if I get somebody else involved, right, then that takes it off my plate and I still mow it, but I'm not the one that has to worry about the pH balance of this, that, or the other, or what creepy weed that is or, or whatever, uh, because I have somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And a lot of times I think Corey, that we fall into the camp where we just don't know what we could control if we wanted to by releasing it to somebody else. And obviously that's what you do. And we've talked about this before, and this isn't just a long sales pitch for you. It, it really is just trying to get myself, I think, and, and the audience members to think outside that box to say, okay, I may not be able to control it, or at least I can't control it. Well, who can I bring in that will help me to have more control of this scenario? And, and I know that that's what you do on a daily basis. Right. It goes back to our old saying of, you know, things have a cost. Yeah. But if that value that you receive is greater than that cost, that is a win. You know, whether it's the, the lawn service expert, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody coming to do your plumbing, financial planning. I mean, it doesn't matter. Anything that you don't know or do on a daily basis, your time might be better spent in another category. 
yeah. and pay somebody that knows how to do that faster and quicker and better than you. Yep, absolutely. And with that in mind, let people know how they can reach you so they can learn, you know, what you can help them to control and, you know, help, help control that outcome or help create that path to success. Like we were talking about with the blockers. Yeah. We're going to throw a couple numbers out here. So the first one is our toll free number. Give us a call 800-657-4316. And the second number, you can send us a text. This is secure business texting, you know, for those people that don't like Bluetooth phone conversations and all that jazz, you know, shoot us a text and we'll reply right back to it. That is 712-472-3867. Fantastic. Corey, always a pleasure, my friend. Right on. Same to you. All right. Thank you for your time today. And of course, the last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually helps others find the show. And if you happen to know a lady from Florida who owns a condo, please share this podcast with her and let her know that it's not appropriate <laughs> to talk as loud as she was on Bluetooth, and nobody wants to know your business. Florida lady. <laughs> there you have it. And there you have it. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.